Hey, Vermont Untapped listeners. For election season 2022, Vermont Folklife is re-releasing Under the Golden Dome, the stories behind Vermont's citizen legislature. This 10-part series originally aired in 2004 and was created from interviews with 35 former legislators. You can learn more about this project and listen to other episodes of Vermont Untapped at www.vtfolklife.org untapped. Enjoy, and don't forget to vote. I think it takes an enormous amount of courage sometimes to vote against your own convictions because you know it's the right thing to do in terms of what the public policy considerations are. The changing Vermont legislature has seen its share of courageous acts. Such acts often cast a cloud over or even spell the end of a political career. So what are the qualities that make a person put aside political goals and personal agendas and join others in support of unpopular positions? I'm sure that I was much more liberal in my constituents, but I had a sense of place and a sense of how they felt. Uh, I don't think anybody can betray their own feelings in, in voting. Uh, you have to be honest about uh, your own positions, and uh, sometimes you can uh, convince your constituents, and sometimes you have to vote in a way that they don't like, and eventually that may do you in. But uh, I can remember Stub Earl from Eden, was dead set against uh, a doe season. And he was on the uh, committee that was dealing with that. And uh, he knew how his constituents felt, and he was with them. But one spring, the fish and game uh, people took him out on a spring trip to see the, the deer that had died during the winter. And he changed his mind and voted uh, for the uh, control of the deer herd in the uh, fish and game department. And he was defeated, of course, in the next election. And he knew he was going to be. It was very hard for him. But that, that took courage. In the last half century, two issues produced political acts in which courage prevailed over expediency. I think the two most emotional issues probably in the last century... Uh, have been reapportionment and civil unions. There are many things that are emotional for one person or another, uh, deer herds or special education or death penalties or what have you, but uh, I was fortunate to have been present for both the reapportionment of the legislature and for the vote on civil unions, and in both of those cases, I think almost everybody in the legislature was uh, deeply involved and felt very strongly about what was happening. I've never thought about the civil union uh, battle in terms of my own personal political courage, but I saw it then, I see it now as finding out what the right thing to do was. And when that becomes apparent after you've done your homework and taken the testimony and examined the facts, um, there are times when it just becomes obvious what is the correct, proper uh, outcome for Vermont. Correct and proper, though, may work against political self-interest. 
which is where the courage comes in. Marion Milne got up on that Senate floor in civil unions and said, I can't do anything else but vote for this bill. And I know this is going to mean I'm going to lose my election. And she did. As with reapportionment, uh, the legislature was faced with a court order to provide uh, equivalent benefits for same-sex couples uh, as, as the benefits were provided to married couples. And so uh, once the court order came out, it became clear to me that uh, the legislature had no option other than to, to, to do something. The choice was given to us by the court as to whether we provided civil unions or domestic partnership legislation or whether we provided uh, the full equivalence of marriage. And uh, it became very clear in the legislature that it was a highly emotional issue that uh, for many people providing equivalent benefits or equivalent obligations was not a problem, but uh, the word marriage was very freighted with emotional content and that uh, to call it marriage would have been unacceptable for many people who were willing to uh, support civil unions. So uh, I think the Judiciary Committee worked hard at it and came up with what I found was a very acceptable and appropriate solution. But uh, as the papers indicated, it was a highly emotional issue. Uh, many people are totally unwilling to accept the court's order. And uh, so when we came to the final vote, uh, it was no question in my mind as to what was the appropriate vote. But uh, I was not unaware of the number of people in my district who uh, disagreed with me. And uh, I became even more aware of how many disagreed with me when I uh, got around to run uh, in that fall and found that... Uh, a very highly emotional issue, and many people felt extremely strongly about it. I'm fond of quoting uh, from Edmund Burke's letter to the electors of Bristol when he says, your representative owes you not his industry only, but his judgment, and he betrays instead of serving you when he sacrifices it to your opinion. When Dick sees what's right, he does what he believes is right. And uh, given the way the civil union's law was fashioned. He had no trouble supporting it. He did support it and uh, in a two-member district came in dead last. In a sense, he voted himself out of a job then too. Any one of us can get up and speak for motherhood and apple pie. It is always easy to articulate the popular. It's always hard to stand up and talk about the unpopular. And that's the greatest challenge of, you know, not only the Vermont legislature, it happens on boards of selectmen. And I think the civil unions issue, regardless how you feel about it, required a great deal of courage. But political courage is not for sale or a dime a dozen. That's what makes it political courage. And some of us occasionally don't quite meet even our own standards and definition of what courage is. We heard the voices of Harvey Carter, Louise Swainbank, Richard Mallory, Tom Little, Marianne Carlson, Peter Mallory, and Edgar May. All are former members of the Vermont Legislature. The interviews were sponsored by the Snelling Center for Government, this series was produced by the Vermont Folklife Center of Middlebury by Bob Merrill and Jane Beck. Funding for this series was provided by the Vermont Community Foundation and the Wyndham Foundation. I'm Greg Sharrow. <laughs>